Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Aussie Tech Heads. It's episode 603, being recorded on the 27th of September 2018. How are you all going? Hope you've had a great September. The footy finals are finally come coming to a close. The grand finals on both codes this weekend. I'm not too, too sure who's in the AFL, but... Yeah, the uh, look, the NRL didn't quite turn out as I wanted it to, but anyway, Roosters and Storm, I'll probably have to go for the Roosters, so uh, let's see what happens. Uh, we are brought to you by ATH Web Hosting for fast SSD-drived servers and uh, 100% uptime. Uh, you can uh, jump on athwebhosting.com.au. And also, our a new sponsor for the meantime is startnewcompany.com.au. Register your free company, fast well, your free company, register your company fast. I don't think it's free. Register your company fast, easy, and direct with ASIC. All docs provided and docs held in your account for download at any time later on. If your account, if you are an accountant or another professional, you are also able to brand all the documents with your company name. Giddy up. It's uh, startnewcompany.com.au. All right. Uh, on the show this week, we've got a few a few stories to get through and a couple of little uh, conversational points. Uh, we've got something things like Microsoft Office news new release. What's going on at Microsoft Ignite 2018? Uh, some NBN news, some Twitch news, uh, some Facebook VR headset news, and also a Google Chrome story. So that should keep us all pretty much entertained throughout the throughout the uh, show. Hopefully, uh, don't forget the other shows is the Aussie Mac Zone and my tech opinion. I think they they put my interview up in the latest episode. So if you want to go and have a bit of a laugh at me getting interviewed, go and have a listen to my tech opinion with Shane and Phil. And uh, I haven't listened to it yet. I hope it comes out all right. <laughs> so we'll see. All right. This uh, week, we've got the two usuals back here to co-host. Uh, Joe and Jordan, let's go with who's first? Joe, he's always first. Hey, how you going, Joe? Hey, Glenn. How you doing? Yeah, not bad, thanks. What have you been up to? I've been playing with my home automation stuff and my jukebox stuff. Oh, that, that sounds good. That sounds good. You, you're near finished. You've got to complete all the songs that are coming out. Yep, I've got my tracks all ready to go. Good. Um, organising lice at the moment. Nice, good stuff. And uh, Jordan, how you doing, Jordan? I'm good, mate. That's good. Sitting mm-hmm. here listening to your intro. All right, all right. Was it? Did it pass this week? It passes all, every week, mate. <laughs> Where would we be without you? I couldn't do it. Oh, it's just, you're too much. All right, so uh, what have you been up to? Anything exciting? Oh, not too much. Just a lot of painting today. Oh, okay. Yeah, painting's never any good. Uh, yeah. I hate what? painting. It's the prep work. The painting, I don't mind. It's the prep work and the washing up afterwards. Yes. Yeah, sometimes it's just, sometimes I find it cheap enough. Uh, those, you just buy a cheap roller and then at the end of each day, just chuck them out. Don't even bother washing it. Don't even bother washing it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but I've been painting <laughs> for a little while. I was using, I was using my 7-Eleven coffee cup as a, a paint bucket. Today. Oh, right, jeez. You know, just so I could chuck it out at the end. Yeah. <laughs> do you have to do any ceiling work or just the walls? No, I'm avoiding it. I'm like, if I do ceiling, I'm going to be there another week. So I could be bothered. Yeah. Is the walls and the ceiling like same colour as like, same paint, like you can't just slap it on the wall and just go over the ceiling at the same time, you know. No, the, the ceilings and the walls are a different, they're, they're very close, but they're different, right? Um, and and if I did get a little bit on the you know, on the corners or something, I don't think you'd see it, it's kind of pretty close, mm. yeah, nice. Oh, I well, rush through it, you should have some fun with that. Mm. 
Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, get into it. Look, I've got a someone a story here that has been sent to me by Michael from the Aussie Max Zone today. And how I never knew about this, I, I don't know. Maybe I just don't go to the shops often enough. But <laughs> Australia, Australia's second modernised Apple store opens in Rabina uh, on the September 29th. So, uh, yeah, so apparently they're moving out of their existing headquarters, wherever they are right now, and moving somewhere else into the shopping centre. So after debuting its contemporary store design in Australia at Chadston last November, Apple is preparing another significant retail expansion in Rabina. The Apple Rabina will become the second store in Australia to relocate to a brand new space. So how are we going with that? That's... uh, this Saturday coming, so it's uh, before, well, it's after we record this week. So, well, I don't know if I if I'm going to go down and line up and whatever. Like, I didn't do it last time, but geez, I walked past last time and the line was up around the door. It's crazy. But according to Apple, the Rabina Town Centre's new store will be located in a different space at the same mall and yeah, open blah 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 9 a.m. on Saturday. Visitors can expect to see an increased focus on today at Apple sessions. Never been to one. A video wall. Uh, forum seating, forum seating, and avenues, avenues. I don't know what that is. Will complete the space just like Chadston. Rabina's current store, which opened in May two thousand and nine, was the fourth retail location in Australia, and it, the that current location will permanently close on Friday. So it's all be all excitement. Plus for those little Apple dudes over there at Rabina, so I'll have to pop over and have a look. I just have to have to have a sticky beak to see what it looks like. Won't be lining up though. I think uh, when they uh, opened it in two thousand and nine, everyone who lined up got a t-shirt. But I'm not not that keen <laughs> for a t-shirt. But yeah, so um, happy days. Any comments about that Apple store? <laughs> Probably don't care. There's nowhere you, near you, you guys. Can go and get your new battery for your phone. Well, I probably should, eh? Like before I sell it. Because that, that is, that is uh, eligible for one of those new batteries for 30 bucks. Yeah. Grab yourself a new battery, upgrade to iOS 12, and uh, you'll, you'll be hunky-dory. Mm. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I have to try and flog that phone, I, I guess. But um, but then do I, do I put the new battery in first or let the person I sell it to put it in? I don't know. Uh, it might be an idea if you do it. I mean, put it because they might have problems identifying who the owner is, maybe. Mm. Okay, yeah, maybe. All right, well, we'll yeah, we'll cross that bridge. When we come to them. I might have to do that this week. I'm sick of seeing that phone sitting around. I don't even know where it is now. It's somewhere. Uh, yeah, right. Now, um, Joe, what's, uh, what sort of stories or what are, what are you up to? What are you going to talk about? Well, apparently this week uh, we've been told that Facebook's got a new VR headset and it's called the Oculus Quest. Right. Um, yeah. Apparently the Facebook CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, announced that the new headset called the Oculus Quest Will be released in the spring of 2019 for around 399 US dollars. Are you into the um, VR headsets? Look, I'd like to be, but the amount of money it costs to get a decent one forbids me to do that. You know, mm. I mean, I've got one of these little, uh, you know, thirty to forty dollar things that you put your phone in there, but I don't like the fly screen mesh effect. Right. Yes. Right. Right. So yeah. unless something's really good's coming out, you know, and even then I've had, you know, like I've been to some of these exhibitions and um, things like that that I've been to, and I've had a bit of a demo on some of the top of the line stuff. And even then um, you have some, you know, yeah, you fly can... screen effect. So therefore 
you know, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go for it. If if it's got to be virtual reality, it's got to be really good. Mm. I want to see no fly screen effect. Yeah. So hopefully these ones here, they're selling for three ninety nine. Um, they're pretty good. I mean, you know, the, the standalone version um, is going to be the first um, Oculus hardware that to sport to um, to use in sporting events for tracking purposes. Right. Okay. Yeah. And um, apparently they both have the um, headset itself and the dual hand controllers. Ah. Uh, yeah, I know the what you. Ships are also with about fifty games, made specifically for the device at the time of the launch. Yeah, right. I know what you mean about that fly screen effect because um, I've only got that little Google box headset, you know, that cardboard thing. And um, I forget where I was. I was somewhere the other day and I saw headsets for 12 bucks, and they were like proper plastic ones, uh, but it were, they were still the phone ones. So I forget where I was now, but they were around. They were trying to get rid of them. And, uh, but yeah, that it's like when you go up to a TV, you know, really close, you can see the the squares, the pixels or whatever. You can just, yeah, exactly you can right. And, and, you know, to me, I, I'm not going to start mucking around with stuff like that. I mean, mm. uh, I have yeah. a, I have a question about how good it is for your eyes anyway. Like, you know, being so close to the screen, not just, not for like radiation wise or anything like that, but just, well, I don't know, you're sort of really focusing, you know, in one spot really for a long time. Is that going to wear your eyes out? You like your muscles in your eyes? I, I don't mm. know. Um, Time will tell. Yeah, we'll see. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So um, what else will they say here about this? They say that um, this new device that Facebook is bringing out, um, you don't need one of these big, you know, gaming computers. Everything's done on the actual device itself, right? Including the 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 computer that works the headset and all the batteries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, it seems like look, it seems like one of the better ones. Um, it says here also that the device is able to track your location without external sensors, thanks to four wide-angle cameras on the front of the device. The controllers may have a bit of a different look than what ships with the Rift, but they both have the same button mapping, meaning that it's going to be easier for developers to convert existing uh, computer games for the headset. Yeah. I wonder if they, like, because uh, I think Jordan's going to do a story in a minute about uh, uh, Fortnite. So I think, wouldn't that be good to have Fortnite in these headsets? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I think that'd be really good. I mean, uh, playing games and that, I think would be, I, I, I'd like to hear from someone who's actually got a Sony PlayStation VR headset. I've, I've actually loved to demo one of those. I've never had a chance to demo one of those. Mm. No, I wonder how good that is. Yeah, I haven't been really right into these either, but I, I've been getting into Fortnite. So, I've been Are you playing it? it? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. I'm learning. It's. Uh, I find it. I, I don't know if it's because I grew up, you know, like uh, probably moving around with one hand and shooting with the other, or or whatever. But I'm I'm a bit uncoordinated with the controller, but I'm getting better at it. And um, yeah, you know, I've had a couple of kills, which is good. I've, you know, you stand there with a machine gun, just waiting for someone in a house, and then when they come in, you just go. <laughs> just pump them until then they die because they they don't know what's going on. They couldn't see you in there, and yeah, that's pretty. Exciting. I've heard the best way to win that is to just um stay away. Well, you got to confront each other sooner or later. So um, yeah, but if you want to be the last one standing, 
You don't have to fight them all. Apparently, you just stay away, let everyone kill each other, and then you just come and kill the last one. <laughs> but yeah, but the last one's normally pretty good. That's the thing. I've got down to the number. I've hid and got down to me and another guy, and I've tried to hide. But the guy, they just know where you are. They come find you because they want to win. They and you know they they want to bring the fight to you. And yeah, it's boring if you hide all the time. You got to go and do it. I don't. I don't actually play it myself, but I've seen my son play it a couple of times, and people go and hide in trees and everything. Yeah, it's I know. Really it's really funny. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's not too bad. And you've got the added pressure of the storm, you know, uh, coming in at you. So you've got to keep out of the storm. So that's the that's the premise, Jordan. Like, you got the, you're, you're in the world, but you can't, get, you can't stay in the storm for too long or you die. So the storm comes in and then so it forces all the players in and in and in until you get to, you know, nothing. So you, well, you, have, to, you have to actually confront each other, don't you? You'd you have, have to. to fight. That's right. Unless you sort of can hide somewhere in the, in the smallest spot inside the storm so what what platform do you play it on uh xbox one so mm. yeah so you're going to be able to play the play against playstation apparently tell me all about apparently, that yes apparently and i'll just give you the headlines of it then since it was your originally your story and i've stolen it for you from that's you all right. that's all right you go. <laughs> sony is finally enabling cross play for Fortnite today the playstation 4 maker uh had been blocking cross play uh, between Fortnite on PS4 and Nintendo Switch, Xbox One in, in recent months. Um, the move agreed Fortnite fans, sorry, the, the move angered Fortnite fans, I should say, who couldn't access progress skills and purchases on the Xbox One or Nintendo Switch if they played it on PS4. Sony now says it's enabling it cross-play for the Fortnite fans, which is fantastic. Um the first step will be an open beta beginning today for Fortnite that will allow for cross-platform gameplay progression uh, and uh, commerce across PlayStation 4, Android, iOS, Nintendo, Switch, Xbox One, Microsoft, Windows, and Mac operating systems. Mm. Yeah, That's well, kind of the, the, the handball that, yeah. Yeah, well, so it's uh, apparently... Uh, the, the Eurogamer news editor Tom Phillips wrote, it's an historic moment not just for PlayStation but for all gaming as all console owners will now be able to play together for the first time. So Yeah, and share purchases, which I thought oh, was interesting. Okay. Yeah, okay, right. Well, I guess if you buy if you buy a kit on the Xbox, well, surely if you're gonna if it's cross platform, you're gonna be able to take that kit with you. Uh, you know, when to well, whatever. You know? well, don't you wish you could be able to buy something on the iOS store, like an app from there, and then take it and use it on the Android app store? That'd be great, wouldn't it? On Google Play. Yeah, that'd be good. I've seen purchases go between. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess that just makes the, the console maker more determined to be the, you know, sell the most. And then they get most of the purchases, I guess. But, um, but yeah, look, yeah, look, I'm getting into it. I wouldn't say I've been playing it all day, but uh, so you're going to be able to go back to iPhone now, Glenn. Why? So you can you can still play Fortnite against all the other Android fans, and you can go oh, back, to, back, to, back to your iPhone. I don't know. Look, I reckon it might probably be easier on a touchscreen because you wouldn't have all the, you don't have all these buttons, and so you could probably just hit just touch the screen to shoot. So you just you know you can move around with one, look around, and just go with one <laughs> finger somewhere. That'd be the go. Have you played Fortnite on your on your your Xiaomi yet? No. Oh, I thought you would have tried it out and let us know how good it is. No, I didn't even know it was on the Android, to be honest. So it is old. It is, it is isn't it? You've got to, apparently, 
uh, you can get it on Android, but you've got to go and get it from the website. You can't get it from the Play Store. Oh, right, right. Yeah, well... They, they released it not long back for Android. I don't know. No, no, I'll, I might have a look. You have to try it out and let us know. It's one of the kids I haven't told me about it because they're... I'm not a gamer, so I don't really play any games at all. So no. Well, neither am I. I'm surprised that I'm even reading this story out to you. Yeah, look, I, I don't have, I don't do games. I don't have a game, but on the computer because they are time wasters. But you know, when you're growing up, you had games. I used to play Wolfenstein back then and Duke Nukem and all that sort of stuff. Well, so did I back in the day. But I just remember hopping on the Xbox and mm. you know spending an hour that turns into four and you didn't even realise. Well, that's right. You got a lot of time when you're a kid. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Joe? You're you're not a gamer. No, I'm not a gamer. I. I love to watch people play games, but my, actually playing themselves, no thanks. Mm. Well, uh, talking about watching people play games, that's a good intro segue for this next story, actually. Uh, China has blocked the Twitch. So since September 20, Twitch's website has been unreachable from the country, uh, and the app has been removed from the Apple's at the App Store. So what's going on over there in China? Well, they're pretty well. They're renowned for blocking things, aren't they? So. Um, yeah, it's a bit, oh, wrong picture. It's a bit bad, I suppose. No good. Uh, Twitch has confirmed that it's been blocked, but it's not said why that has been blocked. The service was cut off shortly after enjoying a significant bump in popularity. No official statement has been released by China uh, to explain why Twitch has been blocked, but China operates a comprehensive online censorship system that seeks to police talk about to police talk about sensitive subjects and limit what people can do and see online. So, you know, they uh, don't want you looking at whatever. They've brought out some other crazy scheme too, and they like social um, uh, social points or something. So, like, you know, if you go and get smashed at the pub and you fall over, vomit and wet yourself all over on the footpath, well, then you get, you know, negative social points. And then, you know, you go to get a job or something, the employee can look up your social point score or something you know i think they're going, they're going see crazy. you go out every weekend and you're not going to be reliable at nine o'clock the next morning well that's right yeah so that's a bit yeah. uh crazy but yeah so that's probably not the first <laughs> thing they've banned well it's not the first thing they've banned won't be the last thing they've banned but you know geez getting a bit bit hard well, oh, it's only gameplay i suppose it's the chitter chatter that comes with it isn't it probably you know the the western people the western players are probably going geez it's good over here in the west we got all these buildings <laughs> And all this and whatever, I don't know. But yeah, but anyway, that's the, that's the go. There's a lot of strange stories this week because uh, there wasn't much around. So uh, put up with these strange ones. Um, but I know Joe was telling me beforehand, we'll, we'll get to this now, Joe, if you want. Your little question. He had a little question to pose. Yeah, he... so something that, I'm, something that I'm trying to do, which I don't know if, there's, if it can actually do it. Um, where I'm holding this function, uh, the club there has a, five gigahertz or megahertz band on their Wi-Fi, but they don't have the 2.4. Now, I'm guessing, you know, there has got it there somewhere, but it's either uh, been locked out or it's, it's invisible so people can't connect to it. Mm. Um, what, I, what I'm using all these devices that are all 2.4 megahertz enabled, and I'm thinking, how can I grab uh, the, the 5G from a Wi-Fi router and convert it over to a full, um, like tether it or something like that so that I can actually use my 2.4 gigahertz, you know, special plugs that I've got. Mm, yep. So um... don't, they, don't they work? <clears throat> I suppose they won't work together, will they? Um, 
is that all they're offering them? You must be able to ring them up and get them to turn on the other one. Well, I haven't tried that yet, and that's um, one of the options. But just in case, because um, with with what I have, and and basically, I'm not sure the people who are watching the video will be able to see this. They're basically little devices like this. Um, they're like a, a double adapter with a little thing that you can plug in. And in my case, I'm going to be plugging in some lights. And this 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 device here will allow you to. Um, connect to it via Wi-Fi and then you begin to be able to control it with your, um, with an app. Now, yeah. these things, these lights are going to be right up in the air and not really arm's reach. So what sort I'm of thinking, lights are they? Just pin lights and spotlights and stuff like that, um, pointing to a mirror ball. So basically the idea is that I can even strobe lights, you know, the white lights, white strobe lights. So rather than running a power power lead all the way back to where I am so I can control it, I'm using these devices and I'm running them on the Wi-Fi. Now, these ones only work on 2.4. Mm. So so maybe, so the yes. Is I'm trying to think of a way that I can actually... I wouldn't use theirs. I'd take your own router. <clears throat> yeah, but how? That'd be my, that was my solution. So you could take... Take your own router and plug it in. I mean, when I go to a, a gig with my my band... Um, and I run the uh, the, the, the Behringer um, XR16, uh, which has its own, you know, it has Wi-Fi built in, but it's not as it's not as good when you get in a, a, a built-up area with a lot of Wi-Fi, it tends to drop off a bit. So I grab myself a router and I just turn it on and it connects to that and I connect to that and everything mm. connects to that. You don't need internet or anything on it unless you need internet for something yeah I, these ones actually need to talk need to call home they need internet actually they go back to the cloud oh, so you can't have just local configuration without having to go back to the cloud that's right but you so can hot, so hotspot on your phone that's a router you can have up to five connections on your phone that's true but have that going on right i think that look my solution is to do with the router but you take your your own router but you actually you physically plug it into theirs and then that's it You've got you, you you use the Wi-Fi from your router, and it that router gets the internet from their router. Can you physically plug into their router? I haven't asked them that yet, and I don't the even other, know if they'll allow the me to do that. Is, yeah, the other option is that you get a uh, like a Wi-Fi repeater. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can I can get the it's a five G, um, and it's pretty strong too, good connection. It's just that can you know how you, you tether your mobile to your Wi-Fi hotspot? Can you do the same from a five G to uh, to two point four? Can you can you go back the other way and tether it that way? Yeah, I don't if know. You're using a repeater, you mean? Not repeating, tethering it back. So you've got oh, a dual band. You you've got a dual band. Like in the, you say, bring another router. Yeah, sure, I can bring another router or bring my own router. But if I connect to the Wi Fi in that premises with the Wi Fi router, and then does that somehow be able to tether into the 2.4 and then I can still have internet access and I can still connect my lights to those power points? You'd have to, yeah, gee, that, uh, yeah, that's that's a bit tricky. I would get a Wi-Fi repeater and then that connects into their Wi-Fi, gives you internet and then creates your own, creates your own router on your own IP, your own local connections for all your devices. That way you can have them all pre-configured before you leave home. 
You can have more tested and running with your router. You don't have to get there to the venue, plug into theirs, then go through all your devices and connect each one of them up individually to the Wi-Fi. You can have that all done before you leave. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I can do that. That's not a problem. And then um, if you get the one that's got dual Wi-Fi, like I said, a repeater, it can then use Wi-Fi to connect to their Wi-Fi and you can use Wi-Fi to connect to your router. Mm. Okay, so basically what I really need to get is get myself a, a dual band router and bring it with me down there. Yeah, you want one that can connect to Wi-Fi and also receive Wi-Fi. So it'll have two Wi-Fis in it, basically. Yeah. Okay, because I've not, I've not ever tried anything like that before. Just like an extender, Wi-Fi extender or something. Hmm. But I, yeah. I'd probably, I don't know, I, I'd, you'd probably have more... Uh, ease if you could just say to them, listen, I've got my own router. I just want to plug in to yours and you're like, leave the router in the room where their router is and then just go and configure it or have it all configured then just plug it in. Because all you're doing is you just want to just get scab the internet from their router into yours. Yeah, and so you... Yeah, and you'll so be you on a... From, yeah, yeah you'll so be, you plug from... Yeah. You'll be on a whole separate network as well. Like you yeah, won't be on their you... network. You'll be on a whole separate network with internet access. Um, just because it's all pumping out of their router. As long as you plug into the internet port on your router from theirs. Yes. Okay. Yes. If you, if you, yeah, well, if you, plug in, if you plug from just one of your normal ports into their normal ports, you'll end up having the two routers talking together and then um, they'll end up routing each other. That's or, right. I've got to change my, my one to a static IP. If you plug it into the internet port on your router then it puts their router on basically on the other side of the firewall and that'll stop them talking. If you, um, yeah. You and just, it'll just pull internet from them rather than the, the actual routing. Well, you just get a router. If you've got a router at home with a WAN port on it, that'll probably That's work. It. Yeah. I've got several routers at home, but they're not dual band. They're all the two old 2.4s. Yeah, but that's okay. Because you know, I'll... I never rely. I never rely on the venue's Wi-Fi because you just you just don't know if you're going to get to a gig and you want it to go reliably and smoothly. I wouldn't be relying on anybody else. Uh, but these are just to turn lights on and off, and if it doesn't work, that's fine. I just have to walk up to the switch and turn it on and off. Get on. Um, it's, it's a shame you don't have DMX lights. Never heard of them. DMX lights are just fantastic. I mean, they have basically digital control. Mm. You can even buy wireless DMX um, XLR but, uh, cannons if you want to look them up on the internet. You can buy them. But what happens is they've got like a digital, basically a digital kind of brain, so to speak, inside each light. Mm. And then they're operated. And you can get some software like Freestyler or something, which is free. Um, and you can put all your lights in there and program them all up and tell them which colours should flash when and where and how, and you can operate them all from an iPad. They sound expensive, though. Then not very expensive. I bought the, the DMX converter to USB I bought off eBay myself for 30 bucks. Okay. And I jumped on the DJ City, uh, djcity.com.au, and I grabbed a couple of lead cans. So instead of having pin spots or, or par 64s or par 56s, you can grab yourself some some new new some, you know new modern day led lights mm. dj lights and they'll flash all different colors you can have them yeah, looking right. like a red spot or a green spot but yeah i've got two of those already mm. yeah, but, i've got two of those already red pointing to my mirror ball what led ones <laughs> led ones yeah they're LED, have, they got a D, have they got dmx on the back of them like little microphone cannon plug looking things on the back you can play i don't them. think so these were only 30 dollars each 
Yeah. Mm. Well, DJ system, you pick up, you go and get a couple of small ones. Uh, sorry, DJ system, I should say. DJ city, you should have a look in there, djcity.com.au, and they've got some pretty reasonably priced mm. DJ lights, and you can get all, you know, disco ones, or you can get some, you know, stage lighting or whatever you want. But I think, yeah, just to finish up, I think on that, Joe, I think you meant you said you just only had 2.4 routers, but that's all right, because that's all you need. You just need to be able to plug it in. If you can plug it into theirs with a 2.4 router, you'll be sweet. Yeah, you no just worries. either got to do it via Wi-Fi or via, via LAN. I, LAN, yeah. LAN. Do it. The, LAN. the other thing as well is if I don't get the um, the 2.4, I won't be able to use that app that I've been working on too because that's yeah. my – so there's going to be a problem as well there with that. Yeah, take You're better it. off to take your whole network and just grab some internet from there if you can or you grab internet from your phone. If you've got a dual Wi-Fi router, you can – connect to your hotspot on your phone for internet. We well, get those modems now that you can put in the 4G dongle as well. For yeah, the there's that too. Yeah. And then just create your own little your own little ISP. Have you guys have <laughs> you guys ever used those USB antenna things that you plug into the USB with those uh, Wi-Fi route uh, ever used one of those? No, but I've got that Telstra modem that's got the 4G chip in it or the SIM 4G SIM in it. Uh, it's supposed to just roll over, or not roll over. It's supposed to auto uh, kick in if the if the cable goes down. And I know there's other modems out there. I know the there's a, the local ISP on the net. They uh, they send out modems with the the USB or the the 4G SIM uh, slot in in that, and you just put the your your card in. So they're out there. Those modems oh, though could be a couple hundred. Yeah, my my router at home's got that. The crossover once you die once the uh, standard internet falls yep. offline it, it crosses over i don't actually have that connected though oh well who are you with telstra no no i've got my own router oh right yeah i see you saying yep so basically oh. on the back it's got this usb port yeah they connect to a uh, usb dongle for 4g or 3g yep yep and as soon as you lose connectivity it pops over to the other one and it starts going automatically Yes. Yeah, I try I didn't I have a modem like that and when I lost cable I tried that. But see the problem I had then was uh I did have a dongle and I tried to recharge. It was a Vodafone dongle and I went to recharge and I said, Well it hasn't been recharged for over twelve months, so you can't do it. So I went, Oh, I'm not going down the shop, so I just waited for the cable to come back hot spotted. But um, there was, there was, there's a little workaround as well. What I actually did as well is um just to see whether it actually did work, I connected my phone via the mini micro uh, USB onto my phone socket at the bottom of my phone. Oh, yeah. That directly to the back of the router. And you've already got access and use your own data and everything. Just keep, just use that. That might work. I was I had my iPhone when I was trying to do that, but that might work. That might work. Well, I, get like a, I know on Android it does. I wonder mm. if you can get like a router app. You can probably get an app. Like an Android you, app or something that's like you a can get, app that might give yeah. you more connections than the standard. You can. Oh, you don't even have to. You just if you've got an Android phone, just plug the micro USB cable in. The other end of standard. How, USB, how many points do you need to run wirelessly? Sorry. How many points do you need to run wirelessly at your gig? Um, about four or five. Because I think what does Apple? I think Apple allow five simultaneous connections, Glenn. On the hotspot? Yeah, I'm not sure. Couldn't couldn't tell you for sure. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> but well, I'm I'd sure say... Android's probably even more than that. Yeah, it probably doesn't have the Look, restriction. There, there's um, as I was saying to Joe before, there's software that I've put onto my laptop that is router software, so you can do something similar. Uh, suck in some Wi-Fi and route it out. 
and Wi-Fi yeah. it out. But uh, yeah, ultimately the best thing to do is to go to the club and say, hey, listen. Internet connection you sharing. You have people on four somewhere. Can I connect to that? You know? Yeah. Because that well, would be the best way. I don't think they're going to have a problem. They're, they're um, spewing out free Wi-Fi on 5G. I can't see they're going to have any issues with uh, you just saying, look, just take it like a little one metre lead with you so it's all nice and compact. So I, I just need to plug this into here. And I'll go, yeah, okay, no worries. No one know. Yeah, well, if you do that, just like I said, just make sure you go out of your WAN port on your router so there's no confusion. Otherwise, you'll yeah. have to manually go into your router and configure it. Yeah, configure to, it at home. Not, not receive DHCP um, yeah. Conf- information from the from the primary router. Yeah, config- so, you, so you reckon go from one of the Ethernet ports in the back of their customer's router or the club's router into your WAN port? Yep. Into your WAN port, WAN. and that way you don't have to do any configurating. Uh, yeah, configuring it self. Still, still the um, the gateway doesn't clash. Well, it won't so, if it goes into the WAN port, because as far as your router will be concerned, is that it's just getting internet from that port. It's not. It's mm. not. That's the wide area network. You know, that's and some routers uh, port one will be the WAN as well. It won't be specifically. But if you go WAN, from normal yeah, port, right, yeah. if you go from right, normal port, port, it'll be it'll be asking their router for for. You know, then you'll get clashing. Yeah. But, yeah, try and see what they say, Joe. But whatever you do, just test it. <laughs> Don't go in cold on the night, for God's sake. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, well, like Nick just said on Facebook, also a tip is to make sure that you don't have the same IP um, on, on the WAN and the LAN yes. side, which yes. is kind of why you you want to chuck it through the WAN. Because if you go if, if you go from their port, their normal port, into your WAN, um then it's likely it'll receive an it'll receive an IP from you know from the host router or the internet router at the venue, and then hopefully it'll it'll route something different at yours. Mm. But it may not. You may have to get in and configure the DHCP in yours to be on a different. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling I've got to go in and convert it to um, a static IP address or make it. Um, just tell it to route in, a, in an obscure IP range that you know won't come from any. Yeah, yeah, Most sure. standard routers will do, you know, like the Telstra ones will do the 10 the, in the, mm. the 10 range, 10.0 to zero or something. And then, you, you know, your Netgear will do a, a 192.168. They're different, you know, but you can always change, you know, 192.168.20.1 or something like that. And yeah, put you yourself have, yeah, you have to do that beforehand. Yeah. Yep. And Nick said exactly that. You can't use both the same networks in a sub sub. No, that's, well. that's that, right. That's right. Of course you can't. So yeah, you have to go and change it to say something like one nine two one six eight two dot one or or something yeah. like that. I've got it set up here like that, exactly like that, because when I plug a customer's computer in, I don't want to plug it into my network. So I've got the from the internet into the WAN port and then that router is reconfigured so so my network is one nine two one six eight two one and then that tet that net that router is configured one nine two one six eight one one and so there'll be no viruses ever jumping across. So um yeah. but yeah so I've got it set up here. It works. It works. It works fine. That's how you gotta do it. So just yeah. chug just plug into the WAN port just in case and don't don't yeah. Yeah, plug it in there. But read the manual or whatever and you'll you'll get there. You'll get there. All right. Well, let's... otherwise you can get Glenn on uh, Messenger anytime, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, twenty four seven. Anytime you want, free service just for you, Joe. Exactly. You can ring him and wake him up at four o'clock in the morning at your gig. If you need I'll be to. already awake. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, all he right. won't mind. <laughs> Microsoft releases Office two thousand and nineteen for Windows and Mac. Uh, like the two thousand and sixteen version, it's uh, available for a one time purchase. 
It includes Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Outlook with Publisher, Access, who uses all these? Project and Visio included in the Windows version. The Office 2019 is targeted at customers who are unable, for whatever reason, to or want to, uh, that don't move, don't want to move to the cloud in the near term. So Microsoft is obviously pushing subscription-based 365. Get it all in the cloud. Get it all updated all the time, uh, and that's the way to go. But like, I don't know. You know, what these these versions, these standalone versions, they. One, for one PC, they come out at about 300 bucks, 350 bucks, something like that. So they're pretty expensive when you can get the same thing on subscription for maybe 15, 20 bucks a month. And so, and you always kept up to date. So, you know, that's, you know, you've got to work it out, I suppose. So, Office 2019 has also apparently introduced new features to Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Outlook. Uh, the suite will only be available for Windows 10 and Windows Server 2016 or Mac OES Sierra. Uh, Microsoft said consumer versions would be available in the coming weeks. So normally, I, from what past experience, I think consumer versions they get the pretty much most of that stuff without Outlook and you know the Visio and whatever all that sort of stuff. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. What do you do? You, you probably subscribe to it if you you want to keep everything up to date these days. But uh, but I, look, my Mac, I had a little Mac laptop and uh, it had Office. 2011 I think it was and I updated it to one of the a newer operating system I don't know don't ask me which one and then office didn't work it just stopped working and because it must have been one of those the old 32-bit versions remember how Mac now doesn't like 32-bit versions of anything and uh, so it won't work so I thought that was a bit nasty a bit bad because now people in my situation that want office on the Mac would have to go and buy it again which I thought was a bit rude but uh, luckily, well, you know, I didn't buy it to start with. It was it was a hangover from the old TechNet days, you know, subscriptions when you could download it all for, you pay your 200 bucks a year and you could download everything you wanted. All the keys, everything was great. But anyway, not anymore. Um, 2000, Office, do you guys use Office? Any comments on that? Don't care? Um, I kind of do, but you know me. I generally just use it for free. The um... Oh, yes, that's right. The online version. Yeah, just if you've got it. If you yeah, well you've got it online. So mm, mm. and the apps are free as well, as long as you you know they you are know, the app yeah. You can get the app on the app store and Yep. You maybe. can kind of do basic basic office anyway. I mean I'm not a I'm not sitting in the office doing spreadsheets and that sort of thing, so it's pretty basic use for me. I don't need it. No pivot tables? No. <laughs> I'm sure the free the free kind of version of, of it through through um outlook is enough for me pretty much yeah no i've tried to pivot table no it didn't work but i thought you were a google docs man yourself what happened to that you've you've changed me jordan you've Converted changed you. you've you've changed me i've i've found google to be uh very arrogant and whatnot um not replying to my emails about their products that i want to buy because i was nearly i was all ready to go all in I was ready to go all in, uh, Google Apps, you know, whatever it was, 10 bucks a month, um, get the terabyte Google Drive, get this, get that, get the rest, and they just don't, they don't answer you. They do, do not but answer Microsoft you. Microsoft do, don't they? Microsoft, I rang up the other day uh, for a, I, I had a question. There was uh, something that had changed in Outlook 2016 that I didn't know how to configure it properly. I wanted to change this. I wanted to change the server timeout setting, so I went through the normal way, you know, through change repair or whatever the email account. Went through the normal way. The slider was there, so I slid it up, and 
there's no save button. I went, oh, okay. So maybe I'll just exit. You know, it must save automatically. No. Uh, and then I thought, okay, well, maybe if I change like the port setting, you know, change something else, it might stick and change it as I exit back out. No. And so anyway, I, um, I rang Microsoft and got the, got the Indian that you have to, you know, really concentrate to understand. And, uh, I, and he just got some outlook. I got technical support for free. I said, how do I do this? And he goes, do, 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 do. And I went, thank you. And goodbye. And he fixed me. So it was great. It was great. He told me the answer. I couldn't believe it. You're a Microsoft loyalist. Yeah. And then like, he even offered to, to remote in and do it. And I said, no, mate, it's right. You've told me. That's all I wanted to know. So, oh, you know. And that's the thing. These guys. Well, at, least, at least you rang them offering to remote in and not the other way around. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. But it's, usually the, it's usually, you know, the Indians on the other end of the phone mm. ringing going, they're going to fix your, your computer and they're from Microsoft, but they're not really. Yeah. But look, I, I've at least had, you initiated that call. <laughs> I've, I've had a lot of good experience with Microsoft technical support. Uh, now, these days where they can remote in, they, they just remote in for you. you. You ring them up with some sort of problem. Most of the time, they just remote in and fix it. I've had them stuff one. Well, isn't that what you up. do for your clients? They ring you with a problem and you just remote in, wouldn't you? Yeah. I've, if, I've, I've had a problem. Although with... TeamViewer probably only lets you in for about 30 seconds and kicks you off again. But I've actually done like a, a, a double adapter remote. So I've been, I've been remoted into my client. I've rang Microsoft and said, can you remote into that? <laughs> so, <laughs> I've had a double, a, a double remote going on. But yeah. Wow. So yeah, no, I've, I've been impressed. So I'm, I'm off Google. I'm off them. I still use them, but I'm I'm off. I'm I'm using OneNote. You know, I never thought I'd be, see the day. OneNote. I'm using. Well, you used OneNote for a little while, but I think you've dabbled more than me. I like OneNote. Like you know, I was using the Evernote, but you know, you got to pay for it after a certain certain time. Which, you know, it's not much. I know, but you know, but with the with the Office, you get the OneNote, and there's a free version. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? All right, let's let's keep moving on. <laughs> Uh, Joe, what else have you got? I think you need to get yourself a Microsoft sponsor for Aussie Techheads. Well, I might do too. I'm singing a lot of their praises. It's just the only thing of the downfall is that, gee, some of the people that you ring that's got uh, real pigeon-accented English, and I really have a lot of trouble understanding. That's the only gripe. But then when I rang... But that uh, can happen with anyone, really. Yeah, but I, I rang uh, Bing. You know, for I had a question on their ad network, their Bing ads, and then I got an American. I went, oh, how, how much? I told myself, how much easier is it to speak to someone that is English first language? And it was so much easier. But anyway, mm. uh, okay, uh, yeah, Joe. Yeah, apparently Google this week is uh, allowing Chrome users to disable the controversial login feature when you oh. go to their page, when you go to their home page. Right. What's that? The well, you know how you go to the home page, and if you're not already logged in, it asks you to log in. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. To, to Chrome itself, not so much to the mail. There's a different login. Yes. Uh, just so you can share all your browser history and all that sort of stuff. Exactly right. Apparently, Google is responding to criticism this week over its recent change to Chrome login behavior. Security experts criticize Google for automatically forcing Chrome users to log into the browser if they have signed into Gmail on the web. Oh, doesn't, I see. Doesn't, doesn't oh, I suppose you guys don't use Edge, do you? I'm a bit of, I use Edge. I suppose I just use whatever's kind yeah, of. Yeah, look, if you just want to. Edge does the same thing, I'm sure. It says, you know, log in 
with Microsoft now and get all your mm. favorites and everything. They, they pretty much do. But apparently now what, what they're saying, what Google is saying is they're going to give you the option to disable that so that doesn't happen. Right, mm. yes. Basically what would happen is that you choose to sign into Chrome itself if you wanted to sync your bookmarks, your passwords and browser history between different devices. Yes, yes. Uh, but so, but what? Because I never noticed it. Because obviously, what was happening uh, was it that it was if you were in Gmail, you were automatically in Chrome. Is that what you're saying? That's right. What they're doing yeah. now, what, what they're saying is they want to disable that feature so that that doesn't happen. Yeah. So, so you're works. only in Gmail. Exactly right. right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, well, I like to be signed in because I do like that everything's syncing. Like, I got no real issues about that sort of stuff. So I, I, you know, I like. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind, but I can see why. I think that 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 uh, option should be there. I think it should be there. Why not? If yeah, absolutely. Want... Apparently, that's coming up in the new um, version in Chrome seventy. Yeah. So they're going to add this new control feature to disable the automatic Chrome sign in. Right. Apparently, also they're going to be doing some updates to the user interface to make it clearer over whether you're syncing data like passwords, credit cards, addresses, mm. and whatever browsing history from your account. Yeah, Apparently, I... um, Chrome seventy version seventy will also clear all of the Google's authentication cookies when you sign out instead of keeping them there to allow you to stay signed in after the cookies are cleared. Right. Well, so that's a good little thing to have as well, but it, it could be a pain in the hmm. in the backside, you know, to have to keep re-logging back in. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the benefit of being able to use, say, something like Chrome and you sign into the Chrome browser and you can then get all your passwords. Um, like every time your password comes up on this password screen, you say, like, yeah, oh, yeah, remember my that's, password that's and you just log in that way. Well, the, my mentality is that, um, yes, I know, like, you know, if someone, if you got up from your desk... And someone came in and sat down at it. They've got everything, you know. They've they they got everything. But I just been get, I've just got into a habit of just locking my machine. So I get up, I lock the computer, and I'd have I'd have to trust that Windows Ten is not that easy to gain entry from an on machine that's mm. locked. Like I don't know well, if if you can. Well, apparently it is. Remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about Cortana, been able to talk oh, Cortana. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so I, th I think they've fixed up that loophole I now. I think they but, have. Yeah, a few weeks ago, we talked about Cortana. You can speak to Cortana, and that mm. would unlock your... So you're saying, Glenn, once your computer's locked, it just, you know, it doesn't really matter what's left on That's the right. That's right, yeah. And I think, like saying what, just hearing what Joe was saying just then, I think in my, say, in my environment, I'm content with working like that. So, like, I guess if I was in some sort of high-tech you know, pressure cooker company that with lots of secrets. Maybe that's not enough. Maybe you should be what about, out. What about what we were talking about not long back? Um, I can't remember. It was, I think it may have been Google um, where they were saying something about tabs communicating between each other. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I, I said that. Yeah, a few, few um, yeah, so, yeah. you know, mm. if you leave your browser logged in or open all the time, wouldn't that give access to hackers to jump from tab to tab or come in through back yeah, doors and I see find everything saying. already unlocked whether windows is locked or yeah, not. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, well maybe yeah, well, maybe I might have to rethink this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I might have to. I like putting um, the pressure on you, Glenn. Yeah, like, I think might things have, through. Yeah, I might have to rethink. Maybe maybe Microsoft should put in a thing in Windows that when you lock it, it also dis 
connects the internet or something. You know, you can yeah, choose. Yeah, so now that would be smart. Which which uh, which application? Then how are you going to get updates when your computer's not on? Like if you've got your screen locked and you're waiting for a mail to come through, that's yeah. not going to come through until you get internet access four hours later until you turn it back on. Yeah, you could always yeah. just. But switch yeah. off your Wi-Fi before you log out. <laughs> you can always unplug the Ethernet cable too. Yeah, just turn the power off. Shut it down. You could just always format <laughs> before after each time you leave. You know, <laughs> take a take an image and then just clear your drive every time you leave. No, I had many years ago. I had one of those USB things. I don't know whether you had one as well, Glenn. Where you plug it into your computer, and when you're within a couple of meters of your computer, it unlocked for you. And then when you went too far away, it lock automatically because it didn't detect the yeah. USB I tried, that was on your keys or whatever. I think in Windows yeah. 10, I tried to do that. I think it's dynamic lock. I tried to do it with my Bluetooth on the phone. Yeah. But uh, no. Apparently, <laughs> Shane's saying here in the, in the news feed saying that uh, Chrome has fixed the memory li uh, link issue between the tabs. So they're not having that problem anymore. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah, that's nice. Nice. Is that Shane well, from Western Australia? Uh, now in Melbourne on holidays. Hello. Oh, I don't that, know. Hello, if that's you, from? Where he's uh, coming from? Well, I did see a, um, an article this week that Microsoft announced. I don't know whether they've recently announced or it was, has been announced, but um, their authenticator now works with Windows Login. They, you know, the dual authenticator app that they've got. Yeah. So you can dual authenticate with your two two factor authentication yeah. for Outlook Online and that. I think uh, Zero. Apparently that works works with windows now zero's so can... gone full two-factor i don't hey. think uh, zero accounting that's all gone two-factor you can i don't think you can log in that with one factor well, they're gonna they're offering it for windows mm. so that's you, right. you can yeah, actually get, notifications for that as well get yeah. the app to pop up and say you're about to log into your computer you agree yeah right oh what yeah right oh, oh i'd like something like that hmm all right uh let's go to Oh, MBN. <laughs> well, yeah, we're on to the, we're on to the phone, the phone, uh, the phone lines, the phone lines. Well, but just before that, look, we'll finish off with Microsoft. Just real, I'll run through this because it's not that's pretty boring. But uh, the Microsoft Ignite is on, uh, where they, you know, all the Microsoft dudes get together and have a big powwow on what's coming out and all this sort of stuff. So Windows Virtual Desktop is a cloud-based service announced this week that allows users to run a version of Windows 10 uh, through the Microsoft Azure. Uh, the service delivers a multi-user Windows 10 experience optimized for Optus 365 Pro Plus. You no longer need to host, install, configure, and manage these components yourself. Whoopie-doo. Um, there's a yeah, new version of Microsoft Windows Server 2019. And just uh, mentioning passwords, the Authenticator app yeah, it replaces your password. The most, That's what you're talking about, is that right? The Authenticator yeah. app, yep. Uh, yeah, so Microsoft is trying to get away from passwords using a multi who said this? This was said by somebody, didn't write his name. Oh, Rob Leffitz, the Microsoft Corporate Vice President of Security, said using a multi-factor sign-in method, you can reduce compromise by 99.9% and you can make the user experience simpler by eliminating passwords. No company lets enterprises eliminate more passwords than Microsoft. Well, yeah, they mustn't have problems with leaving tabs open. It kind of would be pretty good to log in your computer and just have it pop up on your phone and you just put in your fingerprint and mm. there you go. Can you get that app now? Is that what you're saying? Is that out? Oh, I'm not sure if it's out now, but I, well, you'd have a look. I don't know. I've, mm. never, I've never even tried the Microsoft Authenticator on Outlook, let alone on yeah. the computer. Yeah, so. I know they've got the Authenticator app. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, we're running yep. out of time. MBN Co. doubles the transit capacity in an upgrade. MBN as uh, apparently for some uh, 
good reason, that has doubled the capacity of its 60,000-kilometre fibre network after it delivered update. Well, it expects to deliver an update of broadband to more customers seeking more data. Its maximum transit capacity has increased from 9.6 terabytes per second to 19.2 terabytes per second on the fibre link. So the first of these upgrades went live this week. It will serve high traffic fibre links between Eastern Creek and Asquith in Sydney. Uh, this 3,600km network route between Brisbane and Darwin has also been upgraded and will go live December. So that's uh, getting pretty fast. So the MBN said the, the upgrade was made possible through the new optical transmission technology from equipment maker blah, blah, blah. The newer technology has the capacity to be upgraded to 400 gigabits when needed. How's that? And um, while we're just talking about fiber optics, yeah, you probably would never have heard of this guy, but Sir Charles Kao, he's a fiber optive genius, has died. Uh, he won the 2009 Nobel Prize for Physics and unfortunately died in Hong Kong on Sunday, aged 84, in the 1960s. He worked at Standard Telephones and Cables in Harlow, and it was there where he laid the groundwork for fibre optics. In 1966, Sir Charles realised that optical fibres made from high-purity glass could be used to transmit light signals over long distances. So he then identified silica as a crucial material for developing fibre optic communications. So there you go. So Charles Kao, so he's nice work. Yeah, nice work, and uh, no longer with us, unfortunately for him. Uh, Joe, anything else from you this week? No, nothing else at the moment. All right. Well, I'll carry on. We unless you you got something, Jordan. You big big. Yeah, deep I just there? want to mention something I did this week. What did you do? What did I do? Well, you know how I've been. This we talked about this belong. Why are you talking about phone lines? We've been talking about this belong, right? Belong, um, NB. They do NBN as well, and they do phone lines and mobiles and everything. They we've been talking about their plans and how you can um, share data mm. with other people on belong. So if you've got, and it's, I think it's unlimited data banking. You always raved about how you like the idea of unlimited data banking. So. Yeah. You can get like a 15 gig plan for 40 bucks a month or something. And mm. if you don't use all the data, it gets banked into the next one, the next one, the next one. And you can also share that data off with, you know, family and Happy friends days. and stuff like that. Yeah. Happy days. So did you yeah. sign up? Good day. No, because of the same reason Joe didn't want to sign up was that there's no answer machine. Oh, that's right. That's the same no. reason I didn't want to sign up. No voicemail. So if you're a business person, like, because my kids, my kids would do the ten dollar plan would be perfect for them. Yeah. But you know they have these kids are with gaming. Come come the end of the month, they've run out of their their gig of data, their allocated gig. Mm. I can't send them a gig because I'm not on Belong. No, that's right. And like, if if Belong if Belong could answer you now, they'd probably say, "Well, tough titties." Uh, because if you want an answering machine, you go onto our business plan and pay a hundred bucks a month, or go to Telstra, go to our our dad and and pay a hundred bucks a month. That's what they probably say. Yeah, and I saw. Yeah, that's right. And I looked at Amazim and all. And there's a few of those that have got data banking, but not unlimited, and they yeah. don't offer the sharing. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's so good. I looked up. I, I thought I'll, I wonder if there's another voicemail service. I thought maybe there'd be some free ones or something on the app store. And I came across uh, Norwood Systems that do. Um, I should have thought to open the app myself. 
it's a voicemail app made by Nor Norwood Systems. I can't remember the name of it. Um, sorry, my fault. Let's have a look. I'll see if I can Google while while you're. Was it Norwood? Connect Norwood globally. Systems, yeah. Just Nor uh, World Voicemail. It's called. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, so I. I Rang them up to find out what their prices were because I couldn't find any prices on their website. But they're five ninety nine a month or forty nine bucks a year, um, or fifty call it fifty bucks a year, and they give you voicemail that comes to a, a dedicated app. Yeah. And you and apparently it works with Optus and tell I don't know if it works with Big Pond and I think Joe was saying earlier that um, uh, Belong use Telstra's network, so I'm yet to decide find out if they work with them but i believe belong do forwarding so there's probably no reason why belong couldn't forward the the yeah. phone calls for voicemail so then you get a dedicated app for your voicemail storing all your voice voicemails in the cloud i'm just know. looking for pricing i can't see pricing on I, I can't find pricing on there either the, Maybe it's, it's in their free. app i think in the in the oh, small here we go. fine print as a first time user you get a free 14 day trial yeah uh, and then it sort of doesn't really say what it's going to cost you after that. That's Apparently pretty... they're based in Perth. Perth? Well, there you go. Mm. Uh, you look, when I left Telstra... Uh... So there it is there. You just had it on your screen. That's talking about how it diverts. So you can test it. If you've got a Belong phone, you can you can test it. I don't have the Belong service, so I can't test it. But you can just dial that code that you were just scrolling past. Yeah, what I want to have um, that is... Yeah. And you can test whether your phone will work with Belong. And if it does you're all good you just install the app and you click connect and it automatically changes all the settings over for your voicemail oh, to work through their services this, this is a through this, their, through this, their is, this is service. a find this is a good find i was just because i was going to say when i left telstra and i know you could do this on the business uh plans but that for some reason it activated on mine and i found it so handy was that the voicemails you know how you got to ring up and they go, uh, you know, to hear your voicemails, push one or whatever it is. Yeah, you got to do all that. Yep. We well, don't have to do any of that with this. You can just play them on the spot. You yeah. You can organize them. That's right. Yeah, you can. And I think Telstra now it's from and all have that. started sending me my voice messages to text, which means now I'm not logging into, you know, the 101 and deleting the messages. So I get in and it goes, your mailbox is full because you've got, you haven't deleted any of them. You've just received them all in text, listened to them and forgotten about them, mm. you know. So that's kind of a really good way to manage your voicemail, but not only that, a way to add voicemail to Belong. So, I mean, if you go and buy the $40 plan on Belong, yeah, you spend an extra 4 bucks a month on your voicemail, you're still $44 a month. It's still, it's still a reasonable price of 15 gig of data and unlimited phone calls and data banking and data sharing and... I don't know why they got no prices. Is it is it prohibitive? Is this why there's no pricing? It must I'm be. I'm not sure. It's con I get it worried. It is in the small print in the app. Works with Android and iOS. Maybe it is in the app. Oh, hang on. Let me see if I can stop that. The music, <laughs> music started playing. We weren't ready for that. We to show yet. I know. Hey, but, they've, but they've also got other services, I noticed, under the, from the top of their website where it's, where it's you know, they've got world Wi-Fi and... All these other things that you can you can use as well. So they World like Phone, a, an interesting little company. World Phone, you can get a another phone number. I suppose like Skype would do, giving you a, a phone number on your phone. Mm. Yeah, as a second number, without having to have a second SIM card. Accounts and billing. Do they? How much do I track my call costs? How do I pay? How do I manage? 
How much does it cost to download the app? Will I be notified? Can I phone in real time? Is there ta- There's no real pricing ever anywhere. Uh, you might be right. It might just be on the app. So I might have to have to look at that after the show because that looks pretty good. That's a good find there, uh, Jordan. That's, yeah, it's uh, a good way. To, I think it's a good way to manage the uh, manage your voice your voicemail. I think anyway, just mm. just full stop. You mm. know, like yes. Well, as much as you know. As much as voicemail is kind of all right the way it is, but it could be, we could be dealing with it better. Mm. Well, I've got one more before we go because we are rapidly running out of time. And... I was just looking at the, sorry, the um, the where is it? I was going to see if I could show it on my phone. Where is it? Because um, this is the only reference I could find to pricing. Oh, here we go. I don't know if you can can you see that if I put it up to the thing. Probably can't. No, it's a bit bright. Yeah. No, a bit bright. But I'll no, have a look. It just says on the bottom, in-app purchases, uh, six forty-nine to forty-five ninety-nine. So, but that's all there is. Mm, okay. But so I texted the, the sales team up there, and they text me back. Oh yeah. And and he said, uh, I said I'll mention on the show if you can give me your prices, and he wrote back. Um, I think his name was Richard. Uh, our rates in Australia are five ninety nine per month or forty nine forty nine ninety nine per year. Right, right. Is that for voicemail? Yeah, so that's just for the voicemail. So you can mm. buy, I think, a month or three months or twelve months as yeah, well together. Right. Mm. Interesting. So the more months you buy, the cheaper it gets, obviously. Well, so you could do belong, get the everything you need, five bucks over there for the voicemail and your home and host. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. So AW- I might look into that. I might even try it out and let you know how it goes. Yeah, please do. AWS, which is Amazon, as we all know, cuts Australian data transfer costs. Another one of these boring stories, but it came in because there's nothing else to talk about. Uh, So if you're using the AWS for any reason, uh, transfer costs have just been reduced. For the Australian data centres, they've cut fees by up to 28% for data transfers from the EC2, the Simple Storage Service S3, and CloudFront. Uh, So if you're transferring, say, from the EC2 or EC3 transfer out to the internet, uh, up to one gig a month is free, and it remains free. And the next, the next tier is uh, from one gig to ten, t- from one, one gig to ten terabytes. It's, it's been reduced by nineteen percent. So um, that's a good saving. So I guess uh, things like who's on net, who's on AWS, probably Netflix uh, and whatever. So yeah, they're going to benefit. I doubt they follow on the flow through the the, the savings though. But that's just the way of life. All right. So I don't think we've got anything else. So no, I just might quickly, just quickly, just skim through the Facebooks here because we missed a couple. I didn't even see the scrolling thing here. But um, Shane says um, Shane's with us on Facebook. I don't know whether Joe mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yeah, I did. And he says he's hosting from your place next week, Glenn. Oh, it is Shane. Yeah, yes, yes. He can. He'll be, in, he'll be in studio, in person, live. Is that, is that, not, is that for Aussie Tech Heads? Yes. Oh, right. Yes. That's going to be good. I'm going to have to tidy up. You're going to have to tidy up. So he's going to be there. We're all going to be together, are we? Yeah? We are, yes. Shane has oh, this been on like fun. I'm looking forward to it. I know. I'm not, awesome. sure, not sure how I'm going to work all this yet, but uh, I'll figure something <laughs> out, I'm sure. <laughs> and also, Alan Burton says you should – is it Burton? Yeah. Alan Burton says you should try – um, any desk, so it's the same as these other 
very um, desk. remote desktop programs we've been trying. So if anyone wants, oh, any wants to have a go okay. that, yep. I don't know if any desk is compatible across the uh, across the board. The reason I like DW services because it works on everything, on Linux, Mac, Windows, a whole lot. Right. Yep. Cool. Uh, who else is there? Um, nothing else. No. All right. You can't see the Facebook there, can you? No, it puts me off, so I don't I don't look at them. So that's why that's why we've got you, because you're the Facebook person. Shane says use what, something on Raspberry Pi. What's that asterisk? I don't know what we're oh, talking about. Oh, is like a um, what do you call it? A PBX, PBX, like a, a phone. A, I don't know. It's just like a telephone uh, software that can take your calls, reroute them, uh, take messages, whatever. It's it's like your own your own. PABX, I guess. Is that he the... says put it on the Raspberry Pi. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, uh, but you need... Yeah, okay, yeah. Look, I ha... that's been around for years, that thing, hasn't it? Uh, I remember... I ha... Yeah, I remember having a look at that years ago. But yeah, well, we Raspberry can have a talk to Shane about that next week. We can. We'll, we'll, we'll interrogate him about all this sort of stuff. We'll, we'll pick his brain while he's there. All right. So... There's a message here from Tim saying that um, he's... Listening to us while on the road. I hope you keep your eye on the road there, Tim. And uh, you're listening only via the um, podcast, like the audio, not visual as well. <laughs> yes, well, uh, yes. Is, it, is that from Darwin? He's probably on a country road, is it? That goes for miles. There's no one to be seen. Good on you. Uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't actually said where, he's, where he is at the moment. But, uh, yeah, I hope you uh, watch the road. Oh, sorry, road. I was looking at another post. Look out for those ruse. Watch out for those ruse. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. It's uh, yeah. So don't forget the Aussie Max Zone, the My Tech Opinion, and you can find the show notes at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast, and also Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash aussietechheads, and youtube.com forward slash aussietechheads. Uh, you are obviously listening to us because you found us on iTunes or your other favourite podcatcher. You can listen to us on Spotify. So, uh, we're everywhere. I don't know how, but we just are. So it's great. Just Google it. <laughs> just Google it. If you Google me, you'll, you'll get my ugly mug, that's for sure. Um, yeah, that's crazy, so don't do it. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jordan. Thanks for coming in. Good yeah, to see you again. Yeah, don't Google Glenn. You'll get his mug. Yeah, thanks, Joe. You should get a mug. Have you got a, a Aussie Tech Eggs mug? No, Talking uh, Aussie yes. Tech eggs, I just said. Um, Aussie Tech heads mug. I, yeah, Steve, uh, mate, my neighbour made me one from Light Up Signs, who made me that. You get like that a mug and some signs, and just fill your whole office up before Shane gets here, so it looks really professional. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'll just have a big tidy up. <laughs> Look at the joint. All right, yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Joe. Thanks for coming. Hope you get your uh, stuff sorted. Two point fours and fives. And yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give you an update next week and see what happens with that. All right, good stuff. And uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching if you're on the YouTube. And if you if you do watch us on the YouTube, it's not just talking heads. So do try and put pictures and websites up as we go and uh, whatever. So uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And if you've got any comments, please let us know, good, bad, or indifferent. There's some. If you want a good laugh, go and have a look at the, the negative comments on the iTunes reviews. There's some beauties. <laughs> so go and have a look at those. Well, they before my time. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. I think so. Oh, there was one in January. I think it was a bit of a bit of a bit of a. Pearl. I thought I just scraped through, but obviously not. Yeah, yeah. So I might read a couple out there. Geez, they're funny. So good on you guys. <laughs> Glad you're not here anymore. All right. Okay. See you later. See you next week. Bye bye. See you guys.